Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh my god. What the hell is it, mom? I've just joined TikTok, dear. See the likes? I have a lot of fans. That's Laya. My weird mom. She always acts like a child. I swear to you, it was a disaster when my mom started using TikTok. I'm Lisa, 14 years old. My parents were very different people. My dad was a serious, quiet person, while my mom was childish and outrageously annoying. How outrageous was she? When dad and mom still lived together, I was only six. My mom often told dad things like, Honey, I want to eat seafood pizza. But it's almost 12 a.m., love. <laughs> I'm hungry! And after Dad came back with pizza, she had already fallen asleep and forgot to unlock the door for him. Sometimes when my dad came home late from work, she even jumped on his back and whined. <laughs> Honey, carry me up the stairs! Love, I'm exhausted. Then Mom burst into tears like a baby and Dad would have to comfort her. What a weird person! Dad was very busy, but Mom just wanted to be pampered all day. He began to get annoyed and they started arguing a lot. At such times, I was so afraid that I would hide in the corner. Once, my dad's company was welcoming a big investor at a fancy restaurant. My mom and I were also invited. Before going, he repeatedly told us that they were very important investors that could affect his career, so we must behave well. But during dinner, when my dad was talking, mom suddenly whined. Honey, I want you to cut this steak for me. The whole table suddenly <laughs> fell silent and looked at her. My dad laughed awkwardly and gestured for her to stop. But unfortunately, she didn't get the point and continued whining. Then she stood up and took his hand. Please, take me home. It's so boring here. Everyone began to grimace. Mom was trying to pull dad's hand and accidentally, she knocked the glass of wine over and caused it to spill on the investor. As a result, after that party, they angrily cancelled the contract and dad lost his job. After that evening, mom and dad had a huge argument. In the end, he decided to have a divorce and I would live with my mom. But mom didn't stay sad for too long. 
After the divorce, she quickly hung out and traveled with her friends. Sometimes she even had lovers who were much younger than her. As I got older, the conflicts between us began to appear. Ironically, I took a lot from my dad. I like to be thorough and serious. That's why I rarely talk to my mom because she was still too childish and loved spending time on social media. One day when I got home from school, I panicked when I saw my mom wearing a Japanese schoolgirl cosplay costume and swaying to the music on her phone. Mom, what are you doing? She stopped and snapped. Damn it! You just got in the camera frame. Now I gotta redo the whole thing. Are you recording for TikTok? Please just stop. You're too old for it. My mom angrily shouted, "Old." Look, I've got a lot of fans here, and I'm ready to do any challenge they want. You've lost your mind. I gritted my teeth and rushed to my room. Surprisingly, her video received a positive response from the online community. Every night, she even live streamed and enthusiastically interacted with her audience. One day, while I was studying, my mom suddenly burst into my room while holding her phone. Hello, everyone. This is my daughter, Lisa. What are you doing? I'm introducing you to my fans. Soon you'll be a star on TikTok, honey. Get out! It got worse the next day. When I came <laughs> home from school, there was already a plate of Oreos on the table waiting for me. Sweet! I quickly filled my mouth with a handful, but immediately I peeled them out because someone had replaced the cake cream with toothpaste. Just then, my mom showed up with a smile on her face and a phone in her hand. You've been tricked. That's the hidden camera challenge. You look hilarious. Her pranks wouldn't stop. Another time, when I just woke up, I walked into the bathroom and saw a huge python curled up in the middle of the house. I was so scared that I fell to the ground and cried. Once again, my mom appeared with a phone and a delighted smile. You've been tricked again. It was another challenge for my fans. Ah. One day while I was sleeping, my mom ran into the room with an alarm clock blaring. Lisa, it's 10 a.m. You're late for your final exam. Wake up! Hearing that, I panicked. It was a very important exam for me. I must not miss it. I quickly got up to get dressed, grabbed my backpack, and ran out into the street without brushing my teeth. What the hell? It was dark. There was no one outside. I looked at my watch. 4 a.m. It was her prank again. I immediately returned home with great frustration. Mom was holding the phone and laughing loudly. <laughs> Tricked again! After this video, you'll definitely become famous. She was right. Mom's videos made me known as the stupid girl at school, and I was always teased. I couldn't stand it anymore and declared to her, "I'm gonna move out. I can't stand you and your TikTok anymore." After saying that, I immediately carried my suitcase to my best friend Billy's house, despite my mom's best efforts to apologize and stop me. Fortunately, both Billy and her parents loved me and let me stay with them during my war with my mom. In the following days, my mom kept calling me, "Lisa, I'm sorry. Please go home. I know you just wanted me home to have someone to prank again. Bye, mom." Billy's father said to me. I think your mom needs a life lesson to put an end to this. I was surprised. How? After discussing it for a while, we came up with a way to get her to quit that bad habit. First, Billy pretended to be a fan of my mom and commented on her TikTok video. I dare you to convince your daughter to come back. As expected, that afternoon we heard the doorbell ring. 
From the peephole, I saw her wearing makeup and posing as a scary zombie. In her hand, she carried a camera to record. Mom never regretted what she did. Jeez. I immediately mixed baking soda with lemon, made a foamy mixture, and put it in my mouth. Then I ran out and opened the door. Immediately, my mom rushed in to scare me in the form of a scary zombie. I quickly pretended to fall to the ground and faint. As lemon soda foam came out of my mouth, my whole body started to convulse. When she saw this, she was dead terrified. Mom knelt down and cried. Lisa, are you okay? Billy got panicked. She has a stroke because she's too scared. This is life-threatening. Mom cried even louder. What? Life-threatening? Oh gosh, it's my fault. Billy went on. Let's take Lisa to the hospital where my dad works. The two of them immediately took me to the hospital. Along the way, Billy and I sneakily glanced at each other mischievously. Our plan was so perfect. Billy's dad took me to the emergency room and told my mom. She was in a critical condition from having a heart attack due to panic. Fortunately, she's fine now. My mom cried a lot. The next day, she posted on TikTok a video declaring, "Hi everyone, this will be my last video. I will stop doing this type of content because they put my daughter in danger. Thank you for your support and goodbye." Since then, my mom no longer pulls pranks on me, but spends more time taking care of me instead. Until this day, I still hide from her that what happened was our plan. Mine, Billy, and her father. I'll keep this secret forever. At least it'll make my life more peaceful, won't it? Oh my God, this doll is so beautiful! I lovingly hugged the Christmas gift my parents had just given me. Give it to me! Audrey, my older sister, came out of nowhere and snatched the doll from my hand. No, it's mine! I quickly grabbed the doll's head and tried to pull it back towards me. Suddenly, the cloth doll tore in half as we looked at it in panic. Okay, it's yours. Audrey coldly dropped the doll and left, leaving me sobbing behind. My sister was always like that, always mean and trying to fight with me for everything. Although we share the same DNA, Audrey and I have completely different personalities. I'm gentle and peaceful, while she is wild and rebellious. She does what she wants and is the goddess of the school's boys. Like many sisters, we often quarreled over small things. Audrey always took my things without asking for permission, always grabbed the last slice of the pizza, and wheedled mom and dad out of their money like a child. To be honest, I didn't like her at all. One day, we got a new neighbor who moved in from Canada, and you won't believe it. Their son was a masterpiece. He looked like a Kevin Klein model. I remember like it was yesterday. While I was on the balcony sipping a cup of hot cocoa, I almost choked when I saw my handsome half-naked neighbor mowing the lawn in his front yard. Is Canada full of eye candies like this? I swear I'll spend the rest of my life living here. Once, when I was carrying a bunch of things when passing the school corridor, suddenly a boy bumped into me. Watch it, four-eyed. He rudely sat and left, leaving me with my stuff lying on the ground. Are you okay? At that moment, a person appeared. He was the boy next door. 
Turns out he went to the same school as mine and even recognized that I was his neighbor. The handsome guy helped me pick my things up and even offered to drive me home. Sitting on his motorcycle, I was extremely excited. When I got home, I mustered up the courage to ask him. Uh, sorry, but I don't know your name yet. Oh, I'm Nolan. I'm Vivian. May I have your phone number? I timidly handed my phone to Nolan. Of course. He happily dialed his number for me, then we both said our goodbyes. As soon as I entered the house, Audrey suddenly stopped me in front of the door. Hey, stay away from him. He's gonna be mine. Don't be so childish, Audrey. You think he'll like a nerd like you? At least he won't like Nini like you. Audrey is obnoxious. She had a lot of guys after her, and yet she still wanted Nolan for herself. But that time, I decided not to yield to her anymore. After arguing for a while, we decided to fight fairly. From that day on, Audrey and I got into a cold war. We tried our best to get the attention of Nolan. I was worried because Audrey had always been more popular with boys than me. She was also beautiful with very eye-catching bra buddies. Therefore, I needed to use my head to defeat her. I spent a lot of time researching Nolan's social media profile and learned that he loved watching horror movies and playing hockey. Not too surprising, it was a popular sport in Canada. That day, when I saw Nolan eating alone in the cafeteria, I quickly went over to sit next to him. While we were having a good time, all of a sudden, Audrey appeared. She sat down next to Nolan and started flirting with him. Seeing that, I immediately drew his attention by talking about his favorite horror movie. Nolan, I heard there would be part 4 for The Conjuring. I read some classified information that the new part would be about a haunted house in Connecticut. Really? That's my favorite movie. I've been waiting for a sequel for years now. Nolan was so absorbed in talking about the movie that he forgot about Audrey. One zero sis. I looked at her defiantly. In fact, I didn't like that movie at all and just watched the summary online, but that gave me an edge anyway. Being brainy is way better than being pretty. Knowing that Nolan liked hockey, I even ordered a shirt from his favorite team and bought two tickets to a hockey game in hope we could get a date. What a perfect plan. However, a few days later, I couldn't find the shirt and the two tickets anywhere even though I had flipped my whole room over. When I got to school, I panicked to see that Audrey was wearing my hockey jersey. Not only that, she was happily chatting with Nolan and giving him the hockey tickets that I bought. Immediately, I understood everything. Audrey had stolen from me. One once sis. Audrey passed me with a defiant look on her face. She's unbelievable. However, my sister's gloating didn't last long. That day, Nolan texted me and said he wanted to take me to the mall. He wanted to buy some things and wanted me to come with him for a consultation. I was beyond happy, obviously. Nolan probably used that as an excuse to go on a date with me. Immediately, I rushed to the wardrobe and picked out the best outfit. As I looked at myself in the mirror, I smiled and giggled. Why are you so happy? Audrey suddenly appeared and looked at me with skeptical eyes. Prepare to lose, sis. Today, Nolan and I are going on a date. <gasps> Impossible! Audrey yelled at me, but I didn't care. I took out my phone and showed her a text from Nolan. Audrey suddenly grabbed it and ran out of my room and locked my door. 
What the hell? Say goodbye to your date. I'll go see him instead. After saying that, she left, leaving me screaming for the door to open. It took a long time until mom and dad came home and rescued me. I went crazy when I opened my laptop and saw Audrey posting pictures of Nolan on her social media. They ate ice cream together and went to the amusement park. Curse you, Audrey! The person who appeared in that photo should have been me! I tried to wait until late at night to give Audrey a piece of my mind, but mom said that she had asked to sleep at her friend's place. That made me even more furious! I knew she was trying to avoid me! The next morning, when I went to school, I immediately rushed to Audrey. How dare you do that to me? Nolan doesn't like you. Just stay away from him. You're such a psychopath! I rushed over and pulled Audrey's hair. My sister yelled and quickly pulled mine. At that moment, the principal suddenly passed by. He quickly separated us and dragged us both back to his office. We were asked to wait in front of the door as he left for some urgent work. Silence enveloped the air. I didn't want to say anything to my horrible sister. Suddenly, my phone got a notification. Curious, I opened it. What caught my eye was like a lightning strike. Nolan just went from being single to dating. And what's more, the person he was dating was David, the student counselor. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. President. What the heck? Audrey snatched my phone to see it clearer. Turns out for a long time we were still fighting for a gay guy. Looking at each other's messy hair, we burst out <laughs> laughing. Sorry I did that. Me too. I shouldn't have said those words to you. At that moment, the two of us made peace with each other. Since that day, my sister and I have become closer. She bought me a cake as an apology. Although sometimes we quarreled over little things, having Audrey by my side actually made life exciting. Dad? Mom? Where are you? I stood in the middle of the mall and started crying. We were shopping on Black Friday, but my parents left me alone to join the fight for the $5 off towns. As a result, I was lost. After more than three hours of crying, a salesman noticed me and helped me return to my family. But the first thing my parents said when they saw me was, Brett, we just lost our chance to buy a 50% off TV because of you. Hi, I'm Sharon, 18 years old. It's embarrassing to admit this, but my parents are typical Karens. They have a very conservative mindset and are super rude to everyone around them including me, their own daughter. 
When I was nine years old, my literature teacher noticed that I was exceptionally good at spelling. She helped me register for the state spelling competition. I eagerly told mom and dad, but unexpectedly, they were extremely indifferent. What contest is that? Sounds stupid. You should spend more time doing homework. They just saw me as an ordinary girl and wouldn't be able to achieve anything great. I was super pissed off. It made me want to be more determined to win that contest. On the day of the competition, while other contestants had their relatives come to support them, I was alone. However, that didn't stop me from winning. When I brought the trophy home, I hoped my parents would change their mind and be proud of me. But their only concern was my prize money. Having mean parents is really a nightmare. That year, my school held a cake sale to raise money for charity. Everyone's parents were asked to prepare the cakes and bring them to the charity event. But my mom was the only one who didn't follow the rule. Not only that, she also took a piece from all the cakes there without paying. When the parent council president came to warn her, not only did she refuse to admit her fault, but she also quarreled with her and stretched out the corners of her eyes to mock her monolids. Mom, please stop. That's rude. I tried with all my might to stop her. Get away. I don't care. Mom pushed my hand away because I was so embarrassed. I left immediately. After that day, because of my mom's actions, I was isolated by all the students in my school. No one wanted to be friends with me. They were afraid of getting into trouble with my Karen parents. I really wanted to leave my house. To do that, I needed to get a full scholarship to Columbia School and leave as soon as I turned 18 years old. I was also actively looking for part-time jobs to have money to pay for university fees. I had worked as a babysitter, tutor, dog walker, movie theater attendant, and waitress. With all the money I earned, I kept it in a jar hidden under my closet. It contained not only my money, but also my dream. One month before Black Friday, thanks to a friend, I learned that the mall near my house was recruiting part-time retail workers. I immediately applied for that position and was fortunately accepted. To prepare for Black Friday, new employees like me were trained very seriously. Some of us even pretended to be difficult guests to prepare for the real situation. It was so funny, but it was actually very useful. I even skipped Thanksgiving with my family to train on my own at the store. I didn't want to go home anyway. On Black Friday, there were thousands of people queuing in front of the mall. They were like hungry wolves. In that crowd, I recognized mom and dad. It was easy because they were the loudest people and were trying to get ahead of others. Knowing that I worked there, my parents were so excited, they gave me a request. Sharon, save us a spot at the front of the line. My dad said haughtily, No way, Dad. Everyone must be treated fairly. Fair what were your parents? Dad, I'm sorry, but no means no. At my refusal, they were extremely furious. They kept cursing me, so I just left them and went somewhere else. When it was time to open, thousands of people started rushing chaotically inside. The main door was broken and forced open, causing one of my co-workers to be crushed below. It took me a while to get him out of there. I knew the electronic section would be the customer's favorite spot, so I braced myself. 
Everyone was so hot-tempered and aggressive. Curses and quarrels began to resound. Some customers were quite horrible. They took apart the headphone boxes to check and then make me go to the warehouse to get a new one. Suddenly, I saw my parents in the chaos. They were squeezing wireless speakers into their baggy coats. What are you doing? Return the speaker to its original position. You could be arrested. I tried to snatch the speaker from my mom's hand. Come on, no one will know if you don't tell them. Why are you always against your parents? You really don't know? Because you two are always rude and mean. When we were arguing, suddenly someone shouted, PS5 is 60% off! Immediately, my parents and a stream of crazy people rushed over there and pushed me to the ground. They fought madly for the discounted PS5s. When I looked up, I saw my parents and a man fighting fiercely. Release it now or I'll spray you. My mom yelled and pulled out a pepper sprayer from her pocket and sprayed his face, causing him to scream in pain. Soon after, the policeman showed up and arrested my parents. Although they tried to resist, they were still taken to the police station. It was the most humiliating moment in my life. After work was over, I went to the police station to bail them out. However, the fee was too much for me to pay. With no other choice, I decided to use my long-term savings to help my mom and dad. However, unexpectedly, I heard shocking news from them. Actually, there's nothing left. My dad stammered. What? We found your jar and already spent your money on all Black Friday goods. I was really shocked when I heard that. I couldn't believe my own parents <laughs> stole my university savings. It's time for you guys to take responsibility for your actions. I coldly told my parents and turned away. I decided not to try to bail them out anymore. In the end, my parents were given the appropriate punishment for their actions. They were sentenced to several weeks in prison and had to do community service for many hours. After that, they had learned their own lessons. Now, my parents are less mean than before. As for me, I began again with a new part-time job. I also set up a YouTube channel to share my experiences when doing so many different part-time jobs. Fortunately, it's getting more and more popular, and I started earning money from it. Hopefully, in the near future, I can soon fulfill my dream. Hi, guys. You're all invited to the documentary Bizarre Stories in Aviation History. This episode featured an interview with Betta, a 60-year-old witness to a plane hijacking. And now, based on her account, I'd like to share this one-of-a-kind story with all of you. So, let's have a look. Betta is my name, and I am 90 years old. The incident occurred 60 years ago. I was just 27 years old at the time and I was working for Northwest Airlines as the lead flight attendant. The company was not developed at the time, and security was not as good as it is now. On a typical working day, I collided with a man wearing a black trench coat and carrying a black suitcase as I passed through the passenger waiting area with my pals. That look wasn't out of the ordinary at the time, because all business people flew for their business travels. I apologized and promptly forgot about it. I entered my position to prepare for the flight. I had no idea that man would be the cause of the flight's demise. Nearly 100 people boarded the Boeing 727. Unfortunately, there were quite a few empty seats because it was the holiday season. It would be a pleasant journey for me, I pondered. 
The flight was only one hour long from Portland to Seattle. I had to walk down the aisle as usual to inspect every single passenger. Instead, I concentrated on the man with whom I had a heated exchange in the waiting room. He sat alone at the far end of the jet, concealed from view, still clutching the black luggage with a chilly, strange expression on his face. Please put your suitcase in the suitcase area for additional comfort throughout the journey, I remarked calmly. He gave me a chilly look and nodded. After that, the captain announced the flight, and the plane took off shortly after. I sat in the flight attendant's seat and watched the rest of the passengers. Suddenly, the man with whom I encountered handed me a note. I got up and performed my job. Please return to your seat and fasten your seatbelt. You may be in danger since the plane has not yet achieved a stable altitude. He muttered to my ears before returning to his seat. You should read the note. I was taken aback and had the impression that this man was carrying something unusual. He felt compelled to act. I quickly opened the note, which read, Lady, I'm bringing a bomb with me. If you don't want to burst, you'd better pay attention to what I'm saying. I was startled, but soon recovered my composure. I approached him with caution, and he motioned to an empty seat next to him and told me to have a seat. He opened the bag and showed me a bomb wrapped in blue and red rope inside. I was nervous, but a flight attendant's job was to remain calm. So he looked at me and said softly, Tell the airline that I want $200,000 divided into four medium backpacks. Otherwise, I'll let this bomb go off. In silence, I listened to what he said. The passengers were completely unaware of what had occurred. Yes, it was my obligation to keep this a secret for the duration of the flight so that no one would be alarmed. Everything happened in a matter of seconds. First, the captain informed me that all of the man's requests had been granted and that the money would be given to him when we arrived in Seattle. After hearing the message, the man made a friendly gesture and said, You'd be better off staying put and waiting for the plane to land. When I got a closer look at this individual... I noticed that he was a gentleman who didn't have the appearance of a thief. Suddenly, a scream erupted from the seat above. As was my custom, I rushed to the seat and noticed a mother putting a boy on the ground. She remarked panically, My son had a heart attack and I can't find his medicine. Everyone was looking for the medicine, but no one found it. I assisted her with a few skills I had learned so that the boy would be in a stable condition while everyone was searching for the medicine. The hijacker appeared out of nowhere and placed a pill in his mouth, telling him to swallow it. The boy consumed the medicine and began to feel better while I was still terrified. He had given the boy aspirin, a medication that helps with heart problems. However, it only helped him for a short time. Later, his breathing weakened and he needed to be taken to the hospital as quickly as possible. I used the oxygen mask to try to keep his breathing steady. Each of these masks can be maintained for 15 minutes. He still had to go to the hospital, though. The mask was just a temporary solution. The plane had only taken off for 15 minutes, and everything happened far too quickly with such little time. I called the captain and informed him of the boy's situation. The hijacker removed his glasses, looked at me, and then put them back on. But I didn't care about him anymore. I needed to save the boy. We needed to land fast, according to the captain, to get him to the nearest hospital. The captain also wanted to meet and speak with the hijacker. I relayed the message to the hijacker, but he was unresponsive. He sat quietly, glanced at me, and caressed the suitcase as if about to activate the bomb. 
I was scared and took a backward step. After that, I tripped over something. I knelt and took it. It was a necklace with a photograph attached to it showing a joyful kid with the caption, Harry, 4-5-1965-2-8-10-1969. You'll always be in my heart. The hijacker was furious and snatched the necklace back. With the threat of a bomb in the suitcase, he asked me to take him to the captain. Before the captain could say anything, he demanded the captain to fly back to Portland or else the bomb would blow. That would have an impact on the planned route and was also perilous. Fortunately, because it being Easter vacation, there weren't many planes. The captain decided to turn the plane around and land at Portland International Airport. It took only 20 minutes to get there. I realized it was just the time needed to save the boy. The man abruptly removed his trench coat as the plane returned to Portland. He had four parachutes on his body, two in front and two behind him, and walked to the emergency exit, opened it, and leaped out. Even more shocking was that he only had his suitcase with him and had left all of the money he had requested. What had just occurred? Finally, the boy was rescued. After hearing about the case, the police searched for the hijacker but found nothing. Nobody knows if he's still living or whether he's already passed away. Years have passed and the case is still unsolved. Why would a hijacker put saving a baby's life more important than his hijacking? It's been 60 years. Miss Betta, like everyone else on that plane, has a lot of questions. But no one has an answer. Is it possible that the hijacker still has some humanity? So, how about you? What are your thoughts on the hijacker and this incident? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.